0: Well, welcome, everybody, to the True Life Podcast. I'm here with Mike from the East Coast. I'm over here in Hawaii, as most people know. And uh, why don't you tell people about yourself, Mike? Um, so I'm,
1: I'm in Florida. Uh, I think you said we're like five-hour difference between the two of us. Yep. Um, I uh, I guess um, I, mean, I, I was in the military. I did about four years in the Air Force. Um, I got out. Uh, I had a couple jobs working as um, a manager. Um, uh, my last job, I was a, a logistics manager for a biodecontamination company. Um, so I did all like the shipping and receiving and um, some of the decontamination work for them. Um, got, to, got to do a couple of jobs with them. <sighs> um, so I, in the military, my, my job was public health. So I did a lot of um, communicable disease management and stuff like that. Um, so between the military and, and, um, the civilian sector, I probably have about six years of experience kind of working in the public health realm, um, always been kind of into, I don't want to say conspiracy theory, but, um, stuff that, you know, people, a lot of other people, I think just kind of brush off like that that would never happen. Um, kind of got, you know, always, always been, been big into that. Um, then decided to make just a YouTube channel just to start putting my thoughts out there. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, I was like, I guess I'm not super serious about it. Uh, it was just kind of more of a place for me to vent and get some of my thoughts out. Because um, I moved from Maryland about a year ago. Um, and I don't have any friends or anything out like that out here. So um, it was just an- another way for me to, you know, meet people online um, and just kind of have like a, a new community, if you will. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: So. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, you know, I think the word conspiracy gets a bad rap. Does. You, know, uh, you know, When you think of conspiracy, you just think about a couple of people getting together, trying to solve some problems or make something happen. And that, that happens every day. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think the same way. I think it's better to think of, I wish people would, instead of thinking of the word conspiracy, I wish they would think of it as critical thinking. Yeah, you know you should you should question everything, and I think that that's where we're a lot alike on that. And uh, that being said, let's dive into what we got going on here, man. There's so much sure. going on in the world today, and I'm just curious. But in Florida, at least where I'm at in Florida, it seems that with DeSantis, you guys have a lot more rights and a lot more freedom. But what are some of the things you see over there that maybe the rest of the world isn't seeing? <sighs>
1: I just think it's the, I think it's a big, you know, it's with DeSantis and how he, um, he's just, it's, he seems like he's very, he leaves, sorry about that. He leaves things up to, you know, the individual, um, what they want to do. Um, he does have, you know, some, you know, he, got, he does give some power to companies and stuff like that. that they can put, you know, um, different rules up that they want to, you know, try and enforce, but it's really up to the individual if they want to actually follow them or not. Um, and he's not forcing you to go either, either way, um, which I kind of like. So, um, I would say the, the, the majority of people here, you don't see a lot of people wearing masks. Um, but there are still obviously some people that still want to do that type of thing, um, for whatever reason. Um, and I've kind of noticed certain, certain establishments. Um, you'll have a lot of people that actually wear the mask. Like a good one is like Starbucks. Um. It seems like everybody in starbucks wears a mask i don't know if that's like a millennial like type thing or you know um but um for the most part nobody really you know wears them out here so it's kind of nice
0: yeah i i have a one of my hallucinations is that it's there's a big push for the insurance companies i think that they're running a big part of the campaign i you know, how else do they get away from the liability? You know, they're trying to force corporations and they're trying to force all these people to get these men or mandate these vaccines. i no, are not even vaccines, I'm not going to call them that. They're going to, this gene therapy or this experiment. Yeah. And the way you know the only way for them to get away from the liability is for you to sign off on the liability when you're forced to get that and they're yeah. they're not technically forcing you but they are putting economic sanctions and making your life difficult if you don't not to mention the social pressure they're trying to put on vulnerable people and so i think that that's one end of it i what are some of your thoughts on on what this thing is and what's going on And
1: i think it's I think it's a, a chain of different things. So I, I think that part of it has to do with um, this build back better and this whole agenda of trying to collapse our economy. Um, they know that they can't ish- usher in you know, a new currency or anything like that if they don't bring this one down. Um, and so you start to see a lot of the things that they're doing um, and you're thinking to yourself like, there's no way that they're that stupid. You know what I mean? Like they're, right. they know what they're doing and there's no way that they, like they know that this is gonna hurt our economy. They know it's gonna hurt um, the transportation industry and all these different industries that we rely on. And for them to to be doing this, it's it has to be orchestrated. So I think that's part of it. I think part of it has to do with the economy. Um, I do think that whatever's in this, there's something nefarious to it because if you look at the, the amount of deaths, I think the last time I saw bears was like or somewhere close to twenty thousand deaths. Um, they're saying that you know only about one percent is uh, is actually reported because these doctors they're so busy they don't have time to fill out these these long reports of all the people that are having side effects. So that number has got to be a lot higher than it is, uh, even if it's only, if it's not one percent and it's some other number. Um, just the fact that even if we we hold them at their word and they say that it is 20,000, that's way too many people from, from something that's only been out a year. Um, so I think that that's part of it. I think there's something in it. I don't know what it is. It could be, you know, people have said graphene oxide, um, you know, it uh, could be tracking software who knows, but I think that's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I would say those are the two big things for me that I think that, that they're trying to push, um, if you have to use donuts and pizza and <laughs> marijuana and stuff like that, not that, not that I'm against marijuana, but um, you know those types of things to, to push something, then you it's not that it's not that great. <laughs> Let's just put it yeah, that way.
0: I would agree. I uh, you know there's a there's a great book that I I did a a, a show on. It's called uh, Connectography. It's by Dr. Okay. Parag Khanna. and uh, he talks quite a bit about this book was written I think in like twenty. Thirteen, and uh, it really gets into the world of supply chains, and he has he's he's part of the World Economic Forum, and and I would, when we say they, I would define the World Economic Forum as they, as well yeah. as some other political leaders, some old money families, some central banks, so when we say they, that's that's the they that I'm talking about, yep. and in that particular book, they he really dives into supply chains, and he really explodes the idea that. The world we live in today is nation states. In fact, he has a great quote that says, if you were born before 1965, you live in 1950. And if you were born after that, you live in 2010. So, so many of us have these ideas that we live in the, you know, the 50 continuous states and, and you know, the United States is just for America like and that's why so many of us look at the politics that we have today and they don't make sense like where's all the money the fact is we are a corporation the same way that China is a corporation and if you look at around the world there's all these special economic zones and non-governmental organizations and and this is the new paradigm in which we already live so i would agree with you when i say when you say that this is sort of a slow-motion controlled demolition. It's kind of like Tower 7, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. <laughs> they, ha- they have to have this distraction, otherwise they look guilty. And they, as far as the shots, I think that there's all those things going on. I think it's a, it's a phenomenal experiment in science, and there's, there's three different shots, so there's probably three different experiments going on. Right. And uh, I think it's a dark time for, for us. I think there's so many similarities to World War II. You know, you look at, you know, it used to be Werner Von Braun in the 30s that was the greatest rocket scientist of our time. He created military technology. Today we have yeah. Elon Musk, the greatest rocket scientist of our time. And, you know, that that's what those satellites he's building are. Those are military technology without a yeah. doubt. You had Dr. Mengele back then doing experiments on Jews. Today we have Dr. Fauci, Fauci right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's so many similarities and it's yeah. it's globalism versus nationalism. And uh, it's, in some in some ways like i it it scares me because i see people i love that are vulnerable and they fall victim to the to the media which is powerful you know there's so much social pressure on people to conform and threatening to take away your ability to see your family and god forbid, you know anybody who's had a brush with death is now vulnerable or they're at risk and yeah it's 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 kind of uh, it's crazy to think about, you know, and I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what what do you think you see coming down the pipe? Are things going to continue this way or is there going to be sort of a higher pushback or what do you see happening?
1: Uh, I just think that it's going to like so here in the U.S., you know, we're a little different than Europe and Australia and, you know, these other countries in that we certainly haven't been as tyrannical, I guess you could say, with some of our lockdowns right. and our mandates and stuff. Right. But that's kind of how it's always been where we slowly roll stuff out. We, I think at the end of the day, they know that we're armed. We yeah. aren't going to go down on our knees. Um, and I think that if they think that if they slowly roll stuff out, that will like slowly chip away at us and that we'll start to, to fold, whatever you want to say. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think that what's coming down the pipeline is the COVID passports. I think that the passports are going to have way more than just your vaccination status on them. I think that they, um, they're they going to have your social credit score. They're going to have everything that you could possibly think of on this, um, whatever you want to call it, digital passport. And I think that they're going to use that to remove you from society. I don't know if you saw in New York that they're trying to vote on some bill that um, basically they can do whatever they want. Like, I forgot. Actually, I think I brought it up. Okay. Uh, one second. Sure. Pull this over here. Uh, so it says New York legislation provides for indefinite detention of unvaccinated at governor's whim. Um, and basically it's uh, a bill that would grant permission to remove and detain cases, contacts, carriers, or anyone suspected of presenting a significant threat to public health and remove them from public life in an indefinite basis. That's wild. Yeah. That's, that's insanity. I, I can't even believe that we're even talking about that right now. Like I can have the sniffles and they'll be like, Oh, he's got COVID and like throw him in quarantine. Like, yeah, it's, uh, wow. I, you, New York has fallen. New York and California are completely, they're just psychopaths. Like They're just, they've lost their minds.
0: They are. They, um, you know in that same book connectography he talks about the future being city states and he talks about the china model not so much the communism we think about today but the chinese model being each each city is an experiment and each city has its own police force its own rules and the governor is like the president they have their own judges and if you look at it from that angle you can see california being that you can see new york being the test ground and you know, it, if you just think about it logically, it falls together. They're they're purposely bringing down real estate value. It's called real estate acquisition, right? They're going to buy the best real estate in the world for pennies on the dollar. They're yep. bringing in like homeless people. They're making it unbearable there for a reason because they want to make that the new smart cities. I think that there's plenty of. Uh, I don't know if it's Google or Microsoft or Schmidt or Gates, but they're buying up property there. You know, like it's going out of style for pennies yeah. on the dollar. My parents live in California, and there's some pretty draconian laws there as well, where people that live in distressed homes, once if you live in a distressed home and you sell it, the government gets first dibs on it. You know, so you or me as an individual, we can't even touch those properties unless the government yeah. at least puts a uh, bid on it first. So I agree. I, I think that what you're seeing is a a push towards technocracy and it's you know by hook or crook they're they're they've got too much money invested and they're coming for it
1: yeah i mean i always you know i don't know what your what your status is on on certain things but i know that um for me um and i don't get into religion cuz i hate religion as it is by itself um but i i do believe in a lot of the things that you know i the bible And it's just, it's interesting at the very least, whether you're Christian, whether you're not, whether you're atheist, just to think that there was a book that told about a lot of this stuff that's happening. And now it's all of a sudden it's happening that at the very least it's ironic. It's very, you know, um, it's coincidental. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's just this whole, like not being able to buy and sell and we're certainly not, to the point there where everybody can't do that, but when you already see some other places that are actually doing that and trying to enforce that, that's just crazy to me. Um, to think that a book was written two thousand years ago and they they somehow knew that is kind of crazy to me. So I always throw that out there. Um, again, it's I'm not really big with religion. I don't, but you know,
0: it's I, I think worth that it. I think that in order to be successful in life, you have to believe in something higher than you, yeah. and otherwise people that don't believe that there's a higher power they have no connection like it's the death of spirituality that leaves a hole for these people to fill and they're yeah. they they are going out of their way to destroy spirituality they can't move forward if people believe in nature if they believe in god you know be it Allah or Buddha or Jesus you know whatever spiritual power you believe in is is like a placeholder for humanity i mean it's what brings us together and there's a thirst in the soul for it and people are desperately trying to get rid of it because you can't bring in you know the algorithm as god it's you could argue that what's happening is they're trying to build a new religion
1: yeah i I think that it's really the it's it's a ushering of transhumanism it's merging machine with man thinking that you know technology and ai and you know, all that can, can replace religion. It can replace God or whoever, you know, whatever you believe in. And that, you know, we are gods and we're not, um, you know, where the human race is, as a whole is pretty, uh, it's pretty disgusting. If you ask me, I mean, the things that we do to, to other people and to, to other countries and, you know, we, we go in and we destabilize other countries and yeah, you know, then you just throw in like the trafficking and everything like that. I don't think that that, that's the majority. I don't think that the majority of people are like that. But, you know, when you look at humans and how we've destroyed the earth and stuff like that, and again, I'm not pushing climate change because I don't believe in climate change. But um, certainly we've, you know, trashed the earth with, you know, littering and, you know, uh, oil spills and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's kind of sad. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it seems like... I would think that the majority of people are like us, and the people doing most of the polluting are doing it in our name. Yeah. You know, I think everybody I talk to, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on or what their beliefs are, like, you know, everybody loves the Earth. And in fact, it's that it's that particular paradigm that they're trying to exploit. Like, they know everybody. Like, what what more could you ask for people to unite around than saving the Earth? It's a beautiful idea, but the yeah. problem with it is it's it's like a trojan horse you know i'll give you an example in greece where they have been utterly destroyed their economy has been ruined you know they're already bringing in like the uh, private firefighters and the private you know the privatization of everything which is on its way here yeah. and in greece they had this huge forest fire and they brought in their private firefighters and they they fought the fire for free but then they told the people from greece that Hey, look, we're going to hit. We're going to go ahead and uh, because we fought this for free, you owe us this much money. We're going to go ahead and plant our special Monsanto, you know, special trees here that grow really fast, and then we're going to own all these resources and we're going to offset it with carbon. You know, I think they call it greenwashing. So they they tell you the story about how beautiful global warming is, and then they come in and they use all the resources for themselves. And I, right. if if more people understood that. They would understand that. Yeah, we all love the earth and we all want it to be better. However, we're being sold a bill of goods that's not really what it's being told about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. Um, you know, they try to push the whole like melting of the glaciers and all this other stuff and how we're running out of resources. But I don't believe that one bit. I actually, had a couple of semesters where I, I, I've, I've changed my major so many times. Um, so I currently have a master's in business, but. Um, I've switched my major so many times going through that and I had a couple stints with um, environmental science and I just remember they'll always stick with me they said that if everybody lived like we do in the United States it would take four four 4.5 Earths to sustain us or whatever and I just like laughed when she said that I'm like that's just that's a BS I was like you know like first off we don't all have to live like we do here in America it's so, like we we live way with, with outside of our means and it's just you know it's, they just want the the one percent or whatever you want to call them the the elite they they want to have they want to be the, the top of the food chain, and they want us all to be at the bottom, so that's really what it is. It's just the control factor:
0: yeah, I think it was Elon Musk who said you could take all the people in the world and fit them in Texas and it would look like new york <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. crazy that's crazy to think about if you have that sort of popul- population density in Texas. You'd have the whole rest of the world open there's tons of open space yeah and the idea of us using all the resources is it's more like you said it's more there's a handful of corporations that want to own all the resources and 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 you could argue too that you know what you're seeing now with education and the conditioning of our kids is to keep people away from each other to keep them in isolation you know to I recently talked to uh, some educators and some of the questions I had for them was like, what do you think the long term consequences are for our kids wearing masks, for our kids going to school in a state of fear? You know, what about kids that have a learning disability that need to see the social cues on people's faces? Yeah, those masks tend to amplify the negative and and minimize the positive like you'll see the smiles you know you, your teacher yeah. can't give you that stern look to tell you to shut up and you know you're yeah. missing all these unbelievable social cues that you need later in life to understand people yeah and like i you know i i don't think that that i don't think with with all the garbage talked about masking like i gotta think at least part of it is is done on purpose you know not, not to yeah. mention how about rfk's new book have you seen that come out no i haven't He's got a brand-new book out, and I think it's a best seller on Amazon right now. And he gets into all – I think it's um. – he's got a website on childhood vaccination, and he's big on VAERS, and he talks about Dr. Fauci going back to the 80s and being part of the AIDS scandal. Mm-hmm. In fact, he goes into depth about how in the 1980s, Dr. Fauci and – is it the – I forgot the name of it, AID or something like that, or uh, – Not sure. So whoever it is, the HID or the the department that Dr. Fauci runs, they were doing Mm -hmm. research on AIDS. Oh, NIH. Thank you very much. It's NIH. And they actually, when AIDS came around, they did experiments on children from different orphanages. And the children didn't want the drugs, but they had no guardian. They had no parent. And they gave the kids that Refused to take the drugs. They took him to a mental hospital, strapped him down, and injected him. The Jeez. kids had horrible, horrible yeah, side effects disgusting. from it. it Ended up dying. And it's, it's, it's all in this guy's new book. You know, it's yeah. it's documented. It's there. And it's 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 just disgusting, man. And I, yeah. I wish more people would at least entertain the idea or ask themselves the question, could this be true? You know, yeah. that's all you have to do is have an open yeah. mind.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I completely agree because um, I just – as you know, I've I told you a little bit how I have a five year old well, he's about to turn five. He's autistic. Um, he's nonverbal. Um, and that was a big part of um, moving from Maryland to Florida um, when we had all the lockdowns and everything like that. Um, he wasn't able to get any therapy. and uh, as they say, you know, early intervention is the best um, you know way to not fix you know autism, but to help help them as to be the best version of who they can be. As they grow, you know, grow older, and so that was really hard because you know, um, I was going to work, but my wife was stuck in the house with my son. Um, no therapy, no daycare, nothing. Um, we were at that time we were in a two bedroom apartment, so it's tough being locked up inside all day with a kid that needs to get outside and needs therapy and all those things. And she got very depressed, very very low time for her um, and for me too because I was constantly worried about her all the time, and for my son. And so that was the reason we moved to Florida was because we could get him therapy right away. Um, obviously because things here are, weren't as strict as Maryland. Um, and so it's been great to be able to get him back into therapy, but um, I can't help to think about not just kids with special needs, but all the, the mental health you know, problems that people had. Being not you know, like we're social beings. We have to be able to be around other people. We have to be able to talk to other people. And even the most, you know, biggest hermits they still need to go out sometimes and and get fresh air and stuff and so to take that away from people it was just you know I I feel like they were just trying to break people down and weaken them and you know force people to eat more fast food and not go to the gym and just make everybody just sick even more sick than we already are with everything that they're already doing to us
0: so yeah yeah I agree it seems that it was a multi-pronged approach to first off squash small businesses To put people in fear, and uh, you know, there's some pretty interesting statistics that say just people that have anxiety tend to get sick more. And when you when you put people in that in that state, you're gonna have more problems. You know, you you put people in financial distress, emotional distress, and you know, not being able to see their families. And it's it's also interesting to me. This is something from you may have an interesting perspective on. Uh, from a military point of view, it seems to me that when we, whenever a, we or a power goes into another country, the first thing they do is put sanctions on them, financial sanctions. Yep. They try to exploit the populace. They try to, you know, ruin the currency. And it seems to me those are all things that are happening in our country. Like these, yep. these are some for some kind of sanctions. Like it's the softening up of the populace before the. in in the troops would you say would you agree to that or what would you add to that
1: yeah absolutely and i think that that's that's happening right now i think that that's you know if you just talk about like ukraine and russia right now that russia's limiting the the you know the, the natural gas and stuff like that to to europe um almost like they're trying to cut them off and you know i don't know if you've seen it but they're really they're behind on a lot of their um reserves for you know natural gas and i think oil and all that type of stuff And they keep talking about how they might have these blackouts and stuff like that, because they, they just don't have the the resources, to power, you know, people's homes and stuff like that. And it's just odd that again, if you go back to like the world economic forum and everything is like, they were drilling for this, for these lot, you know, these, these blackouts and these uh, hacks and everything. And then they come to fruition and that's kind of some of the videos that I've talked about uh, how, you know, even in with event 201, how two months before the, pandemic reached the United States, they drilled for this exact scenario about how a pandemic would hurt us socially and economically and the impacts that it would have on us. And then here we are with COVID. Same thing with um, I forget what the name of the the exercise was, but then we just had all these hacks with the meatpacking plant and the gas pipeline and all this other stuff. So it's it's they 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 drill for it. And then then it happens and we do that in the military all the time we, everything that we're drilling for everything that we have exercises for is for a threat that we think could potentially happen so when i was in we would always we were always drilling for ebola because that was the big scare around 2010 2013 um that's what we would always talk about so we were always drilling for ebola and stuff like that but it's just kind of it's like a precursor of of what's what's to come so that's kind of what i've been trying to preach is make sure you have your stuff in order because there's going to be a blackout and they're going to crash the economy and they're going to do all that. Now, when we don't know, but I, I think that it's soon. I really do. I don't think we have much time. Like, And so that's kind of always what I preach on my channel is just do everything that you possibly can to be prepared, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever you have to do to make sure you and your family are safe because you can't depend on the government. You really can't depend on anybody other than the people in your household. So,
0: Yeah, I agree. I Everything to me... Reeks of a campaign. I mean, look, like you have you have uh Delta, like all the words they're using, and you know yeah. they're 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 setting up the events and they're they're pre gaming them, and you know you have you have an acronym COVID, like Certificate of Vaccination ID 2019. I mean, how, how it's so blatant. It's like yeah. for those who have eyes to see, will see, and who has ears yeah. to hear, will hear. Right. And I think that that's where it falls kind of on the watchman to be like, hey, here's what's happening. You know, call me crazy. I don't care. But at least at least take a few moments to ask yourself, could this be true? You know, and once you begin to think like that, then then it is. You're right. There was event 201. um, You know, I forgot the uh, Operation Red something or something like that. And. It was all the same people at that meeting that yeah. were on. I think they used some of the exact – I think they used clips on CNN from Event 201.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's mind-blowing to think about that. And let's, let's, let's look around the globe a little bit. Like in Australia, you got camps coming in. Yep. There's, there's been unbelievable riots throughout all of Europe from what I've yep. been seeing. France yep. and Germany, the Netherlands. And it's not that different here. It's just the way it's spun. Like, you could say that it's BLM rioting in poor cities, or you could say these cities are really poor and the people there are upset because all the resources have already been extracted. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make it a race thing. Hey, you guys right. fight each other. Don't worry about us. Yeah. You no, know, the whole written house, like, it's the, everything is being spun into race, it's being spun into gender, it's being yeah. spun into orientations. Like, all of us are facing the same demons. Like if we yeah. God forbid we came together and we're like, hey, look, let's put our sit let's put our differences down for a minute and realize yeah. that it's the top people yeah. stealing all of our money. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, and I think that's what they're they're trying to do that because they don't want the the attention on them. I think that they know that if three hundred and whatever three thirty million Americans decided to band together, uh, I don't really care what their technology is, they wouldn't stand a chance. So, I mean, you see the number, I don't know if you've seen some of the aerial views of like all the people banding together, walking down the streets. And I'm just like, you ain't stopping that. Like, I don't yeah. care what you got. <laughs> people will die and people will, you know, you'll. a lot of people will get maimed. But if everybody just decided to just like bum rush these cops, like they would be mauled to death. Like there would be no chance in, in hell that they would ever be able to stop that many people. And then you throw the fact that, like, if everybody in every state and every country decided just to say no, and we're not doing it anymore, they couldn't do anything. They'd be they could be completely powerless because at the end of the day, you have to have people to enforce this. And you know, the same thing with like, I think that's why they're big into the AI because they know that right. they might get to a point where people are going to finally wake up. Even the people that are getting paid, the cops that are that are accepting a paycheck from these, you know, evil politicians. And they'll just say, okay, well, I'll just turn on the AI and the AI will do all the work for me. And I don't have to worry about people with a conscience making a a, a yes or no decision. The AI will just do it for me. So I think that's another reason why they're pushing the AI.
0: Yeah. And in in some ways, you know, I think it was Julian Assange who said that censorship is a beautiful thing. And the reason it's a beautiful thing is because censorship means that a government is so fragile that the wrong words could bring it down. Yeah, And, And, you know, I... I think that this plan has been in the works for a long time, but it's being rushed. I think exactly what you said about the entire populace turning on people has these guys panicking. If you look at prior to COVID, their world was erupting in nationalism and populism. And, you know, you had Trump and you had Brexit and you had the Grexit and Italy was breaking away. And there was just they couldn't the powers that be could not contain it and they needed a miracle and lo and behold you get the flu you get you get the flu dressed up like covid yep and so it slowed things down for a while but now it's back yeah and there's people in the streets and people are seeing through and I, I i recently saw a video i think it was in france where there was people rioting and the cops just said they just turned around and they started rioting with the people yeah. like, I, I think that they are like I know, I know, tons of cops that are like, "Dude, this is garbage." Dude, I'm on your giant. I ain't doing that. Oh, you didn't yeah. pay your mortgage? I'm not coming to kick you out. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a huge thing too. How many people are underwater on their houses? No cops are coming to take them. Yeah. How many people are behind in their rent, behind in their mortgage? Like, who's going to enforce that policy? Right. You no, know, pe- the people that are behind in the rent are the people that are supposed to enforce the policy. Yeah. And and that, you know. What scares me is how deep are they willing to go? Are will they drop the smallpox on everybody? You know how how deep will they go?
1: I I I wouldn't put it past them to be honest with you. I I mean I think that this was the you know this is the the like the test like to see how people are going to react. Um and if you listen to like Gates and uh you know Bill Gates and they're always talking about the next one and how the next one won't be as I don't know if you've seen that clip with Bill Gates where he talks about how like the next sure. one is and he just laughs, like he 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 chuckles, like he, like it's funny to him. Like <laughs> like people are like millions of people are going to die. <laughs> it's funny. Like it's he's he's crazy too. I, it's just how you could laugh at something like that, thinking that like that that's funny. Like that it's just wild. He he doesn't care. He has, you know he's making billions of dollars off of this, and it's funny because all of them. You know, like if you looked at the numbers of of Pfizer and how much money they made just from the the, the Delta variant and everything. I mean they're they're getting high off the hog from this like why would they care they don't and that, again that's why they protected themselves said so that you can't sue them that the, they need 70 something years to release the the data and, and all this other stuff like why would you need to wait that long because everyone's either going to be dead or it's going to be so far in the future that's what they always do they always, I think the the magic number is 10 years where they say if 10 years has passed and we go back and say oh remember that event 9 uh, 911 remember um Oh, that actually happened, um, but it's been so long. Nobody actually cares anymore. So that's the kind of thing that they're, they're you know, I think they're doing like, oh, yeah, we, we killed millions of people, but eh, that's 40, 50, 60 years ago. So who cares? Like that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Was it Stalin or Khrushchev that said uh, when one person dies, it's a tragedy. But when a million people die, it's a statistic. Yeah. Right. And we it's it's interesting, too. Like, I'm a big fan of behavior. And, you know, if, if you just step back and look at the you know 30,000 foot view you can see that you know with twitter with youtube with tiktok it is kind of training us to have a shorter attention span it's it's training us to forget about things and to live like not care about consequences just to live right now and the social conditioning with like ready player one and <clears throat> all the movies coming out or it's it's a it's very disturbing, but at the same time, it's a huge science project. Like, there's people taking notes and monitoring this is how far we can push the population before they come back. This yeah. is how much we can, inj- if we push this, we can inject 70%. And it's going to be 90% of older people, 20% of millennials. Like, they have all that information. And yep. you can really change behavior and society if you have that kind of information. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, It's mind-blowing. And on the topic of Bill Gates, it's interesting to look... I think James Corbett did an amazing report on that guy. And it's interesting to see where he came from, especially the eugenics background. Yeah. It's also funny to me. Like, It's not funny to me. No, I know what you're saying. (laughs) I pick up on key words. uh, There was an interview with Bill Gates and Stephen Colbert, and he was talking about the vaccine. And... One of the questions he called it this, he goes, I think that the vaccine could be the final solution, which is the what the Nazis said about the Jews. Like they called it the final solution. So I, and then you look at Israel, like 100 percent vaccination rate, yeah. you know, uh, like ah, some of my best friends are Jewish. And I like I, I wonder, like, how, how can you read history and hear someone say this is the final solution and then have the, all of you guys be vaxxed? Like yeah. it's like, oh my God, are you guys are you guys watching this? Like, yeah. there's camps, there's Germany that's together, you know? Like, w- w- it's so crazy. Uh,
1: I uh, so I I have a Facebook and I probably deleted it three or four times and I've remade it and you know I and I think part of it I I go back because there's things in Facebook like the marketplace that sometimes I use to sell stuff. So right. it's like, it makes it so much easier than having to put something in the paper or something like that. Um, and so I always go back, but I have a couple people that I'm friends with and this is what, what makes me worry about humanity is because I think the majority of people are starting to catch on and like, Oh, this is like, it's going too far. Like it, they keep moving the needle. Like it's, but there are still people out there that absolutely are buying this up. And I actually had, um, one of my friends talking to um, another individual, uh, just to make it easier. um, This guy's name's Dave. And Dave basically said that he would be okay with the government taking people away and putting them in camps. And he said, I would be one of the first ones to go to the camp, like, if that's what it came down to, you know, like, he's like a social justice warrior, like, he thinks that he's like doing like, the world good by like, going along with all this and getting his vaccine. So he's not spreading it. But it's like, the people that have the vaccine are spreading it just as much and actually they're going to the hospital too so like it's a flawed product and you still have people that are eating this up and they care like I'll show them stuff where oh look they're they're having um, camps in, in Australia and they're you know sending these people away to these these camps and like no no word no you know just crickets but then like they'll, they'll be they'll be upset about something ridiculous like I don't know, just pick any of these, like, you know, George Floyd or something like that, where it's like, like one individual is impacted. And even if it was a terrible atrocity and, and the cops were terribly wrong and you know we don't have to get into that, but that's one person. Like we have millions of people being hit, injured and attacked by police and shot with rubber bullets and losing an eye and stuff like that. And you, you don't care about that. Like you just care about this one person. And it's just, that's what makes me like worry about the future of our, our race, like that people, like, they just can't wake up. And it's like, I think what you were saying too, is like, we have a short attention span and, you know, it takes, it takes a very patient individual to be able to watch a two hour video and, and extrapolate all that information and then try and share it with other people where other people are like, after five minutes, they're like, oh, I'm done. I can't watch this anymore. It's too boring or, you know, whatever the reason may be.
0: So, yeah, I agree. I, I think too, that, you know, if you want to see things clearly, you have to be willing to understand that as an individual, you have made a lot of mistakes. You're not a good person and that that a lot of the things you thought about were wrong. And that's hard yeah. to do. It's hard to admit. Yeah. Like I've made I can't even I'd be here all day talking about the mistakes yeah. and the people I've burned and like but I look back and I try to learn from that. And the thing is like some people, if they believe that this is a conspiracy, if they believe that these bad things are happening, they have to radically change their view of the world. Because if this means this, then what about all these other things? Were they wrong about those? What yeah. about all the things they've sacrificed? What about all the problems they did because they believed in this other thing? So yeah. they're, they're like pot committed. They can't. They can't yeah. change the way they think because it'll change who they are. and They're afraid to lose that. They're afraid to understand that. Hey, we don't live in the U.S. You think we don't live under the government you think about? We don't. We don't have the safety you think about. Like we don't have. There's probably no money at all for your pension right now. You know, nope. there's, there's Not. no money, right? There's a great interview by uh, if people haven't checked it out by Catherine Austin Fitz, who was uh, the ex-secretary uh, of the Treasury for HUD, I think, and she talks a lot about when she was in power that she began seeing tons of missing money. And so she started investigating it, investigating it. And she she was at a meeting with some of like the WEF members, I believe. I, I could be butchering that, but in the meeting she she was talking to these uh, like the Fed and, and the Secretary of Treasury and they said, You know, Catherine, it's over. It's too late, we're moving all the money out. And she goes, What do you mean? She goes. It's over. We're, we are going to put IOUs in all these accounts, and we're going to take the pension funds. We're going to take Social Security, and we're going to buy. We're going to. We're going to invest in infrastructure, and we're going to move it into these other things. And you know, that's just how it is. This country is done. We can't extract anymore. These people are done. There's no more money. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" So she ended up quitting. She wrote a couple books. I think she's had multiple attempts on her life, but she's she's out telling the story. She's a it's at salarireport.com if anybody wants to check it out. The girl's amazing, and you know she could do a much better job at explaining what happened. But there's no money that that yeah. that's a huge part of it, right? That's and yep. what can you tell us more about this digital currency that you've heard about?
1: Um, no, I mean I don't know too much about it to be honest with you, all, other than I, I just know that we can see that the dollar is being abandoned by a lot of different, like as a reserve currency, it's, it's being abandoned by a lot of countries. You know, we have the inflation. Um, if you look at just, if you look at like the, the birth rates and everything like that, we can't, even if everything was, was fine in every other regard, the fact that there's less people to be able to, you know, pay the, the, the pensions and everything of the people that are retired. And, that's not going to be there. And I keep telling this, I, I have this not an argument with my wife, but she's real big with money and she wants to, you know, put money away and she wants to invest and do all this. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying not, don't invest, but at the same time, if let's just say I'm 35, so, you know, it's going to be another, you know, people are retiring at what age now, you know, 68, 70 before they even can retire, most people. So if I do another 35, 40 years, do I really think that our economy is going to be afloat in 35 or 40 years where you know, I put money away in an in a, a IRA or something and it's going to be there for me? Like everything's digital right now. Even now it's, it's all digital, right? Like I have, let's well, just say for sake of argument, I have $20,000 in the bank. That's all digital. Like I don't have $20,000 in the bank. They can do whatever they want with it. If I go to the bank today and say, I want $20,000, they're going to laugh at me and say, you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks for that. Like they're not just going to give me $20,000 so one day you're going to wake up and then you're going to go to the go to the bank to try and take money out and there's not going to be anything there and you're going to get pissed off at the at the bank saying where's my money and they're going to say i don't have your money like everybody's going to be saying the same thing so i think that you know i think that's just where we're going where they're going to crash our economy there's not going to be a physical dollar anymore because you can't track dollars you can't you know that's why the the stripper industry and you know the um restaurant industry and all these different industries that rely on tips why they do so well is because they don't have to track that cash and and that, that's the government can't track it they can't control it so they don't they want you know they want you to get rid of it so if they can put something digitally they can track it they know exactly where it's going you know when you take money out when you put money in where it's going what you're spending it on um, just more big brother type stuff so
0: yeah it's 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 interesting how that dovetails with you know, I, I, I'm sure it's the same around the country when you go into grocery stores and there's no more checkers, all only these machines now, and yeah. these stores popping up where, oh, you just go in and you scan your thing, you know, there's nobody there, and you know, it, wouldn't that be nice if you had a digital ID, and you just scanned it, and yeah. you know, you had your medical record, I mean, you have it on your phone pretty much. Yeah, I got some friends that uh, are from Japan and China, and and it's it's, it's all digital there. And when you know that, like when you when you can see how other countries already work, you can see that the infrastructure is being laid here under the guise of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I I it, it it's it's. Dip- I think what people fail to account for is the different cultures. I think America, anybody, any American who's not anti-authority is not American to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what we're based on. We're based yeah. on like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. and so in in other cultures where the word obedient means something different than it means to us it's much more likely to push through things it's much more it's much more the idea of the greater good is much more ingrained in different cultures where over here we believe the greater good is freedom there's no greater good than freedom freedom's the yeah. only greater good yeah and so you know I, I see that part coming in and I I really believe that what people are seeing on TV is, I mean, it's mostly what they want you to see. I think there's a lot more people like us than there is people that are, you know, just just very narrow vision. I mean, I, I like to believe that, and I, I, um, I, I think that. I wanted to read to you this one quick, there's an awesome book here by uh, Carol Quigley. Who was uh, Bill Clinton's mentor and a Rhodes Scholar, by the way? And anybody, people should really look into who Rhodes Scholars are. Cecil Rhodes was a uh, like a a really wealthy British gentleman that I, I believe the country that was once named Rhodesia was named after him. And the Rhodes Scholarship, he left all his money, he left everything to this scholarship and to this foundation, and the. The goals of that foundation, the Rhodes Scholarship, was to bring America back into the fold of Britain. And it's important to note who Rhodes Scholars are. You have Bill Clinton. You have Rachel Maddow. You have uh, – who's the kid running for president that wants the uh, universal basic income? That guy's a Rhodes Scholar. Um, he, he just – he he's the Secretary of – I, I forgot his name. If you said it, you know. But all okay, these people – yeah, and they're, they – like look at what they're doing they're destroying america they're they're yeah. part of that thing and so this is a this is a uh, this is a, a a part of the evolution of civilizations i think it's pretty relevant i will going to read a little excerpt here as soon as the rate of expansion in a civilization begins to decline noticeably it enters stage 4 the age of conflict this is probably the most complex most interesting and most critical of all the seven stages It is marked by four chief characteristics. It is a period of declining rate of expansion. Check. It is a period of growing tension of evolution and increasing class conflicts, especially in the core area. Check. It is a period of increasingly frequent and increasingly violent imperialist wars. Check. It is a period of growing irrationality, pessimism, superstitions, and other worldliness. The declining rate of expansion is caused by the institutionalization of the instrument of expansions. And that's the part that I wanted to touch on a little bit more is you know the when the instrument, like you look at government or business like an instrument. It is an instrument societies use to make things better. But the problem with instruments is that they become institutions. And when they become institutions, they become corrupted. And I it's this is a great book for people to check out. If you anybody gets a chance, it's called The Evolution of Civilizations. And it just it, it just goes back to what we were saying about world war Two. you know life is a series of patterns it is a uh, it may not repeat but it definitely rhymes and we've already rattled off like it seems like every hundred years there's this yeah. world war coming right so it's 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 fascinating to think about what let me ask you this have you seen anything positive or what are some i know some things you've been doing is making videos to get people prepared but are there some positive things you see happening or what are some things people can do in order to, uh, maybe shine a little light in their lives.
1: Uh, I mean, I think that with everything negative, um, whatever you want to believe, God, you know, uh, higher power, spirit, whatever, I think that all bad things, um, can be made into something good. So, you know, like they, we talk about technology and how they're using technology against us, but at the same time, that technology that they're created is also bringing us closer together, um. And it's being used against them so like we see all this stuff coming out with the epstein and you know all these different people and how it's because of the the information war that that they're trying to use against you that they're also being you know it's being used against them um and so with everything bad i think that good can come from it um at the end of the day i think that all this is going to bring people closer together and i think that you're going to and you're already seeing it you're seeing it in the streets of you know france and germany and all these other places where People are coming together and saying, like, if we're going to go down, we're all going to go down together. Um, and I think that's great. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that <laughs> if we're all going to die, at least we're all going to die together. So it's like, <laughs> it's you know, and that's it's to think that that's the end. Like, I, this isn't the end, even if we we leave these spiritual, you know, meat sacks, like these <laughs> not spiritual, but these meat sacks that we're in. Like, it's not over. Like we're like this is only the beginning. To, like this is the only beginning of 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 life. You know, like it goes on after this, so I think that's another reason why it's so important for people to to have a spirituality to them because that you have to know that there's something after this life. It's not just this, this is just the beginning, you know, so I think that no matter what happens, I think we're all gonna be okay um, so
0: yeah, I agree sometimes I you know, like I like to think about all the all the negative things so that I can think of positive things, yeah, and like one thing that I kind of see, like maybe. This is what freedom looks like. Maybe yeah. what we're seeing right now, maybe this thing that the power, the 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 wealthy, the corrupt, the multinational corporations, maybe this thing that they're using to try to divide everybody is going to be the one thing that unites everybody. Yeah. Maybe all this corruption has always been happening, and now we're just seeing it, and now right. we're like standing up, being like, hey, wait a minute, you know, look at this. All of a sudden, you got Weinstein go down. And then Epstein go down and now Maxwell going down. And yeah. as much as they try to keep that on the back burner, like you can't like, hey, who's this judge with this weird tattoo on? Or why, who's, why is this girl doing it? Why is James yeah. Comey's daughter, the, yeah. same erased, the same girl that he the same girl that he all the Epstein files, why is she there?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like they, they can't hide the amount of corruption. And, and here's something to think about, too. I grew up in a neighborhood when if you were a criminal, you tried not to show your face. Yeah. All these criminals, like their faces yeah. all over the internet, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I think that in a way the internet has freed people. You know, you have people like Julian Assange that have given their life that cracked this thing open, you know, and, and you know, people like Ross Albrick that cracked open with the Silk Road and showed people what a free market is. And yeah. you know, there's more and more how how amazing is James O'Keefe right now just yeah putting everything out, and they're becoming the role models. They're becoming the people that kids turn to. There is a new world of journalism opening up with, like, Luke Radowski and, you know, all these young kids coming up that are flying to Epstein Island when no one would, and they're, you know, it's in a way, it's the death. I have this idea that it's the death of the silent and boomer generation's ideas that are dying, and because they're so big, they're just – you know, so many people that are over the age of sixty are in positions of power, and their ideas don't work. You know, they're yeah. they're not they don't work, and it's time for them to move forward and and start the next part of their life. And yeah. it seems to me they're fighting tooth and nail to hold on to ideas. And you know, here's something to think about too, Mike. That like I thought we were done sacrificing virgins. I thought we were done yeah. killing kids so older yeah. people could have life extensions. Right. You know, and one thing I fear is that, you know, there's another great book. It's called this. It's called The Fourth Turning, and it yeah. talks about what happens every, you know, 100 years and stuff. And it's up to guys like me and you who are right in between the boomers and the millennials to say, hey, there's a lot of great ideas that, these, that the boomers have. We've got, we got to keep yeah. this infrastructure. And, you know, we also have to tell some of the boomers, like, hey, these kids coming up are smarter than us. they have better ideas they they understand technology a million times better than us they are pissed off that their parents got burned in 08 they're pissed off about student loans they're going to do something about it we need to help them you know so yeah i think we play a pivotal role in that and when it comes to being positive like like i have faith in the younger generation they're fighters and they may have they may have come up getting trophies they may have a lot of them may have never been punched in the face but they're ready to fight man and they need people to teach them how to fight so i think that that's some positive things that are moving forward and and even globally like we're starting to see you know the internet has made the world smaller and there may be globalization but it may not be the globalization that the people in power want it doesn't have to be centralized it could be the future should be decentralized you know Mm -hmm. And, and i think that some of these cryptocurrencies while have while some of them have the power to constrain individuals and tie together people in knots and be big brother there are some cryptocurrencies that are very difficult for people in power to even track you know so mm-hmm. i think that we have a big seat at the table and, and, and if people are willing to first off look at the negative stuff so that you can see the positive stuff right. I think that that's a, a big plus that people can do
1: yeah i mean that's always something that i've always I'm starting to get better with it, but I've always been kind of a pessimist. Um, and so I waste a glass half empty and I'm trying to look at it a different way where, you know, although this is bad, it's going to bring something good with it. Uh, there's always good in, in the bad. and So I think that that's, uh, I don't know, it's exciting. Um, it's an exciting time to be alive, no matter how you look at this, um, yeah. to think that, you know, this may be, you know, the end of, of this generation, you know, like this whatever you want to call this, this society or whatever. I don't know, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It's an exciting time to be alive. Um, I think that all this stuff is fascinating. Um, um, and I think kind of what you were talking about with the younger generation, I just, I think that's where we need to, I think that's going to be the, the breaking point for this country, because I think that there's a lot of people that are pissed off about how they're starting to test, you know, in, in younger children And stuff like that and then for me like that's like that's what i always said that's my line in the sand that's like that's the hill i'll die on yeah Um, nobody's ever putting anything in my kid and i don't care what how many people i have to fight i'll probably lose but i mean at the end of the day i'm not gonna allow ever allow that to happen and i think that more parents need to be not like you know disturbed by. they need to be pissed off about this because this is like this is so wrong on every on every every level possible and just the fact that this is even being entertained right now i just I hope that the system does come down. To be honest with you, because that this is, this can this can't happen. Like we can't allow this to happen to to, to the children. So, um, that's what I got to say about that. But
0: yeah, I agree. I, I think that that is gonna that that is the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, yeah, and it's uh, you know, you know they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. There was a recent, I think it was in twenty nineteen. Dr. Fauci and a couple other scientists from John, all the, all the 201 people, the big scientists from there, they gave a very interesting speech at the Milken Institute and it was prior, it's important that people know it's it's prior to COVID. And in that speech, what they talked about was, you know, we've been growing vaccines and eggs for the last 60 years and it works, but I wish there was a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. And in that speech, they lay out. Wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of pandemic, and we could just rush through this new experiment? Experiment on hundreds of thousands of people, and we get all the research. We could do it on kids. We could do it on adults. We could do it on white people. We could do it on black people. We could do it on Mexicans. We have all these different, different double-blind placebos. No one would know, and we could really accelerate the healthcare system.
1: Yeah.
0: And when, once you start thinking about that, you go, oh well. They tried Obamacare. That didn't work. They tried this. It didn't work. There's, okay, now there's no more money left. Now they have to do something, yeah. and it's it's. Once you begin putting the pieces together, you can see that the world moving forward is currently being run by tech companies. Well, what's the tech company slogan? Move fast and break stuff. You yeah. know, let's let like Uber, like like Google. That they, they don't care about the rules. Let's break it, and we'll fix that stuff later. Which yeah. might be a good strategy for business, but when it comes to Experimenting on humans, I don't mm-hmm. think move fast and break stuff is a really no. good strategy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you know, but I, on the topic of healthcare, isn't it interesting that the people that are dying are the oldest people? The people that yeah. are dying are the people with condition or, you know, preconditions and that yep. are vulnerable that would cost the healthcare the most money. You know, I remember there being talks of death panels. Well, this is just. This is just a way for them to experiment with these things on healthcare. And if, if you're a Malthusian or you're a eugenicist, you're like, these people are going to die anyway. The theory of interchangeable parts, let's just shoot them up and see what happens. And, yeah. you know, I, I, on, on on a strange level, I, I don't agree with it at all, but I could see how, like, a, a Mangala-type person would be like, look, we have to do this. This is the best thing to do, and, and it's yeah. going to save us money in the long run, and it's the complete... Uh, rejection of the human soul you know and uh yeah. I, I I see what they're trying to do and move forward, and they could argue they have good intentions, but i I don't see how there's any good intentions there
1: did you i don't know if you saw this did, did you see how they're um i don't think it's as in every state, but in some states it says that um, they're trying to phase out lethal injection and they're trying to bring back death by firing squad. I don't know. Did you see that? (laughs) I never heard that. No. So that was very interesting to me because it's like, when you think about it, like if if you have like now, obviously fast forward to to where like they start to try and force you to take stuff and you know, you don't take it. Like they're not going to have time to to sit you down in a chair and one by one, like put you through lethal injection. They're just going to kill you. So like, I just thought that was interesting that all of a sudden now we're going back to this, like we're going back to this, something that we phased out. And we're going to go back to death by firing squad again. Like they can just take like, Oh, here's 50 people that don't want to take a vaccine. Let's just line them up. Like, so I just thought that was interesting. I don't now I it could have no co- co- correlation whatsoever, but I mean, who knows?
0: I just thought that was. Yeah. It was it's hot. interesting. It, it is interesting to see the way the world. I mean, you can argue that they have brought lethal injection to the populace. Yeah, <laughs> they, they,
1: exactly. I mean, they, they kind of, who knows? Like we, you know, like some of these doctors that are talking about it are saying like two, three years is what they, you know, what they think is going to be like when that's how long we, people have that have gotten the jab that, you know, it's going to s- slowly start to like, you know, kill people and give you different issues and stuff like that. So we don't even know. I mean, we're, we're only about a year in. Um, right. We could see two, three years down the road. We could just start to see all these people start to die. And Now, what are they going to do? They're going to say like, oh, it's the people that aren't vaccinated that that you know spread this disease and now they're gonna be, make us the martyrs you know i think that's another part of this is you know if you've looked at omicron that that's what they're pushing now is this new variant and almost everybody that i've seen has been vaccinated That's that's got this variant and it's like you have to start to think to yourself like at the very least this is a flawed product it, it doesn't work and then on top of that now all these people that are getting this variant are vaccinated so it's it's weird like when you when you're exposed to a vaccine and it doesn't kill you like so you're exposed to this you know this jab and it doesn't kill you that's that's how variants come to come you know that's how they come about if they don't kill you they they mutate they evolve so that's what we're seeing is all these variants like we've we've had the jab for again like under a year how many variants have we had already like it just blows my mind We, we talk about the flu every year and that's the reason why we get the flu shot is for all these new variants, but by the time they give you the flu shot, those variants are already gone. So like right. we, and now all of a sudden, like they're saying, like we we the the jab that's already out will protect you from Omicron? How? It just came out. It's a new variant. Like what p- people like chew they just chew it up and they're like, oh, okay, like I'm oh, protected. Like, <laughs> like how stupid do you have to be to like just believe everything that they say? And that's what again, like we go back to critical thinking. Like, and I just I stopped there and I'm thinking, like. I'm not that intelligent, but like, I also like, that's, that's complete BS. There's no way that it protects you against a variant that just came out. And then like how it moves from it. like they say it was started in South Africa and then it went to another country. Like, how did it get here? Only vaccinated people can internationally travel. Like, so again, like the, the whole narrative just keeps getting shot down, but people keep, some people are still buying it. And I think that's, that's another thing that's kind of alarming to me is that you have people that just literally will, believe anything that the television tells them like it's just sad
0: yeah i I think it comes down to you know i'm willing to bet that you read a lot of resources and you have information from all sides coming at you and then you take this side okay that Mm -hmm. that that there's a lot of people that don't have that maybe they don't have time or maybe they're a lot of older people were born and raised on like Mike Wallace and hey TV's the truth and the government cares yeah. and that's true it, maybe it did and the people that I think eat it up the most are the people that are the most afraid because yeah. they, they they want oh my god we're all gonna die we gotta get this thing yeah. it's the right thing to do right. and the, prop- the propaganda is is it's effective for a really big groups of people that are scared you know and they're, they're taking yeah. advantage of them is what they're doing Right. And like, but all you have to do is just to kind of be like, okay, wait, let me just look at what these guys are talking about. Let's look at Gibraltar, 100% vaccinated, highest highest rate of the new variant. Yeah, South Africa. Like, how about this weird piece of logic? If they can go from South Africa to the United States, what's six feet gonna do? Yeah, you know, I mean, what's a mask gonna do? Yeah, you know, like look at Israel, highest vaccination rate. Now they need four over there to get your yeah. green pass. you know, I I think. At least you see people like Bill Maher saying, like, you know what, I got two, I'm not gonna do anymore, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. at least some people on the other side are beginning to say, like, I always talk to my dad, and I'm like, dude, how many are you gonna get before you realize it's not right? Like it's gonna be three, five, seven, at some point in time, you have to say to yourself, Do I really need this every month? Do I need six months? And so, you know, I think the best way to help people is just to just to ask them questions. Like, hey man, Mm -hmm. don't you think that's kind of weird that like so they want it to be six feet, but it started in Africa, and yeah. like you said, it, it's it's the majority of vaxed people. Yeah, you know there was there was an interesting a doctor on um on Rogan the other day, and he has a tons of evidence. that says it's impossible to catch COVID twice. You know, he lays out all this evidence on on there's no cases of it. Like he said, show me the research where someone can catch it twice. Actually, I believe if if anybody goes back and watches that episode, this guy has a challenge where. One doctor will give any medical professional a million dollars if he'll sit down with him and and, and show him these results. And not, yeah. I guess it's pretty big in the medical community, but no doctor will sit down with him. A million bucks yeah. just to sit down and talk to him, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's out there.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, too, because we, we, we talk about Israel and how they're like basically like fully almost all of them are vaccinated. They're probably the, one of the highest vaccination rates. What's very interesting is I told you at the beginning, I, I worked as um, a logistics manager for a biodecon decon company, um, and we shipped internationally all over the world. So I shipped you know, to Israel, to Africa, to all these different places. And before the pandemic even came to the United States, Israel <laughs> purchased, I don't know the exact number, but let's just uh, an average, like uh, most places, whether, whatever business, they'll buy a couple of decon machines. And these are machines that range from like 25 to like $65,000 a piece. So they're like mainly from, um, you know, like pharmaceutical companies, hospitals, stuff like that. So Israel, uh, I won't like say too much because I don't want to get in trouble with my old company or anything like that. But um, they bought, uh, I was like 150 to 200 of these machines prior to the epidemic or whatever you want to call it, the pandemic, uh even happening. So, something tipped them off to say that like they're gonna need these things for whatever reason and i just thought that was interesting because like this was the largest purchase that the company had ever had like it was huge millions of dollars and um then all of a sudden you know like COVID hits and i'm just like just like this little bell went off in my head just like wow like that they knew that was coming like so i just thought that was very interesting to me um so they kind of had the the tip off i guess before it all happened and then again like Israel is probably one of the as small of a country as they are they're extremely powerful like they're part of the 5 eyes and the, they have so much intelligence and like they I think that a lot of even especially when Trump was in office I think they were playing a huge part of, of our policy all all abroad you know foreign and even domestic um with a lot of the things that we were doing here and even abroad you know they were having a big piece of that so I think that Israel is a huge player in this end times you know, talk and all that stuff. So, how
0: how many of our how many of our senators and congressmen are dual citizens? I yeah. mean, they wouldn't. They you cannot have loyalty to one master. They'll tell you. But like, there's yeah. a huge percentage that are. Like, like it, how, how can people in our government be dual citizens? Shouldn't you be only a citizen of our country? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how does that? How many people on the Supreme Court? You know, yeah. maybe that's why people were so upset about Kavanaugh because of his religion. Yeah. you know, and it, it just. How much money do we give in foreign aid to different countries? Like, why? 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 Yeah. Like, we could pay. We could. We could pay reparations. We could pay off all the college debt. We could give people universal basic income if we just kept our, our tax money for us. Like, how do you think the vaccine companies make their vaccines? They use our money to develop it, and then they sell it back to us. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. That's
1: wild.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is. So. Well, Mike, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. I think we got about an hour in, and cool. uh, I think we'll for for everybody out there, you should check out Mike on his YouTube channel right there. Mike, you want to give him the information on that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, on YouTube. Just exactly how I have it um, on my screen here, Hot Mike with Mike. Um, and I, I'm tr- I'm trying to get back to at least like one video per week. Um, I took a little break just because you know sometimes this stuff can be very depressing, um, and it just sometimes feels like a uh, you know revolving door so it's just more more of the same stuff but i'm trying to get you know um to do this more with george um maybe weekly it'd be cool just to get on here and, and just talk yeah. about stuff that's going on so
0: yeah absolutely check it out. absolutely and uh mike's got some great videos He's got a pretty sick bug out bag video and <laughs> uh i i i enjoy the um the fact that you got military experience and some experience sort of in the uh in the uh pharmaceutical background and, yeah. and that kind of stuff like uh but if you got really great material and you're fun to talk to and uh every sunday we'll be coming on and, and getting some things going and i'm gonna throw a, a drop box link into the uh chat down here every month i'm gonna try to put in a new book for people to read and uh get some book reviews and stuff like that so thank you everybody for hanging out with us and we'll thank see you guys man. next sunday yeah okay thanks all right guys have easy. a good one all right law